business owners? Do you want an unfair advantage over your competitors? Do you want to dominate in your area of expertise? You are listening to Business Life Hacks. Learn to influence consumer psychology and shortcut your way to business success with tips, tricks, and hacks from award-winning digital agency, J Marketing. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Business Life Hacks podcast. Uh, this week, we're talking about SEO and keyword selection. Uh, so, Josh, do you want to start us off with this? It's a big topic for us because selection of keywords is the basis of SEO. We have so many clients that come to us having spent money on SEO with other agencies. We take one look at their keywords and they are garbage. They're low value. They have no buyer intent. For whatever reason, they haven't seen any results and yet they're ranking for some of them and they've spent a heap of money. So today, we're going to take you all the way back to the research phase. We're going to talk about what are the two sorts of keywords you're looking for and how do you assess them? Dan, you head up our SEO division of J Marketing. What do you look for? What are the sorts of keywords that you're trying to recommend to clients? Yeah, great question. Um, so I, I run the SEO team at, at J Marketing and the, one of the things that makes our SEO stand out from that of other agencies is that we're focusing not only on search traffic, but on conversions and what's actually going to drive profitability and leads and real bottom line business results for the client. And so much of this comes down to keyword selection. And it's really important to put the time and research into picking the right keywords now so that six months down the line, 12 months down the line, you can actually get profits from that and not realize that the whole, uh, this whole last six months to a year of, of work wasn't ultimately going to be profitable for you or for your client. So here is, uh, we, we, I think of this in kind of two phases. So there's early buyer decision cycle and there's late buyer decision cycle. That means people who are probably going to take a year, 18 months, two years to, to buy something. And late buyer decision cycle means they're ready to buy right now. So we typically recommend that someone buy, uh, go for late buyer decision cycle keywords first, and then so that they can be generating revenue more quickly, and then focus on long-term uh late buyer decision uh, or early buyer decision cycle keywords next. So let's get some examples. Let's of use an what example. Those actually are. Yeah. yeah. So well, I was thinking about uh, a tax client of ours in Australia, um, an expert in high individual uh, reducing tax of high individuals, high wealth individuals. Gee, I'm tied tongue today. Mm. Tongue tied. Wow. Gosh. Dan, <laughs> I'm going to be quiet and let you talk. Tell us a little bit about them. Yeah. And use the, the examples. So yeah, this client is one of the top. Um, it's okay, Josh, everybody loves you. <laughs> um, so this client is one of the top tax experts in the world, specifically in offshore banking. And so people are coming to them to try and lower their taxes and often by setting up their companies offshore. So an example of 
a keyword that uh, from a person who's late in the buyer decision cycle, ready to buy right now, is um, Offshore Banking Solutions Australia. So that's someone who we're not just um, targeting generally the topic of offshore banking. It's specifically someone who's looking to set up an offshore bank and looking for someone who can do that uh, from Australia. So that's someone, that's an example of a keyword with a high commercial intent, someone who's ready to buy right now um, versus a keyword, which is also a really good keyword, how to pay less taxes for high income earners. So that is an excellent keyword uh, for them. I was doing my research and I saw that there was a big opportunity because the competition for this keyword uh, was pretty weak. Um, but people who are searching for that term, they're exactly the kind of people who would uh, hire our client to do their service, but they haven't expressed in that keyword that they're actually looking for that service right now. They're in the research phase. So if our client can be the, uh, the person who is educating the person searching that term while they're in the research phase, by the time that person gets to the buying phase, then our client is going to be on the, on the top of their mind because that's been who's educating them about the topic this whole time. Absolutely right. So that was perfect. That's a great example of middle funnel and bottom of funnel. So you said that that search term was, uh, it's a real life example. Um, I remember this one quite well because you and your team put together a big like 2000 plus word article that yeah. was best in class answering it, giving away tons of good information. And really it, it was no wonder that it ranked so quickly, but tell us a little bit about what you look for when you're trying to qualify these keywords as saying, okay, this is good. This is what we should target. You're not just thinking it up. You're doing your research. What are you looking for? So, yeah, I'm using, um, using various tools, uh, to do the keyword research. The main tool that I use is, uh, is keyword keg. It's an excellent tool to find out, uh, how much search traffic is there for a term? And what is the competition level for that term? Um, so the, there are four uh, things that I, uh, that I want to see in a keyword for it to be the perfect unicorn keyword. So one, does it have high search volume? Two, uh, does it have a, a high commercial intent? Or is this the kind of person that our client is interested in? Uh, three, what is the content like that the competitors are producing? I'll talk about that a little bit in a second. And fourth, uh, do the competitors have a low domain authority? Also gonna talk about that in a second. Um, so, so does it, just, just to drill in quickly, does it have to have a high search volume? So I imagine there's not many high net worth individuals who are searching for that term you used before. No, it doesn't have to. If it had a high search volume, it's even better, but it doesn't have to because for this client, each uh, lead that they generate is worth a lot of money. Um, so they only need to get a few uh, in order for that to be valuable. And because those are the 
you know, someone searching for say offshore banking solutions, Australia, they are, because they're ready to buy right now, it's more valuable than something like offshore banking where you don't know what that person is looking for. You don't know if they're looking to spend money. They could just be doing uh, a, a research paper at university. Um, they could just be generally interested in taxes, but they don't make a lot of money. They could be interested in lowering their taxes, but they only make $12,000 a year. This client is only looking for high net worth individuals. So we really need to bring them the traffic that high net worth individuals who are interested in offshore banking uh, solutions would be searching for. Okay, and you mentioned domain authority as something you look for. For those who are listening at home who maybe have heard the term or don't quite know what it means, just give us a little breakdown and how you're comparing us versus them in terms of competition. Yeah, so domain authority is a metric that shows how much um, how much authority does Google give to this particular URL? So something like the Australian uh, Tax Bureau or whatever it's called, um, .gov, that is a government entity. Uh, a lot of people are going to be linking to that. A lot of people on the in internet will reference the, uh, that, uh, that government entity. And so Google will see all of that happening and give a high domain authority to the Australian uh, Tax Bureau, which means that if it What's has... It be? Just so people understand, oh, yeah. I'm just it's... jumping in to make sure we clarify. Out of 100, what, what would a .gov that's linked from all the other .govs look like? It's probably going to be over 80 out of 100. Yeah. We're typically, the ideal is under 20. Those are going to be uh, easy to rank for. We'll we'll go for anything under 40. Yeah, and well, we know we'll rank very quickly. We'll go for stuff that's higher, but yeah. primarily our unicorns are what we're talking about are in that yeah, zero those are, to maximum the, 40 range. Yeah, those are the low-hanging fruits. That, that's the first priority is getting stuff with a, a lower do, domain authority. Or even if it has a high domain authority and you're able to produce content that's a lot better than any of the other content that comes up for a particular keyword, then that's also an opportunity where you can produce better content, it's more specific, and, uh, and, and rank above the competitors. Content and producing content is probably a whole topic for another podcast, um, but that's something to look at as well. But that is the other um, metric that we look at and it's not so much a metrics it's not as quantifiable but yeah what we'll do is jump in and say who is ranking for this term and what content are they showing if for instance we see product pages people just selling a service well we're definitely going to be able to write more useful content than that Google wants to serve up the website which best answers the search query so if it's a question how do I reduce my tax for a high net worth individual? Then that's quite long winded. That's quite that we're looking for long form content. We're looking for really interesting insights, really interesting angles, links to um, authoritative places and downloads and references to statistics. If we can write better content than the next guy, then we've got a much better chance to rank for it. And that's the analysis we're doing always. 
we're willing to give away secrets. We're willing to give away really good advice and we will get rewarded for it through higher rankings and SEO. Yeah. Cool. Anything else to add, Dan, before we wrap up? I mean, this has been a very top level uh, approach to keyword research, but it is just so critical. Uh, anything else you wanted to throw in there that our listeners should, should know, should be thinking about? I guess just a, a really quick example of how um, focusing on conversions is what's more valuable than focusing on traffic. We have a client who produces uh, and rents and sells uh, these big touchscreen displays. Specifically, their main target audience are people running trade shows. And so before we took over their SEO, they were actually getting more search traffic than they are now. But the key is they're getting more conversions now than they were before. Because before, they were targeting keywords like touchscreen, which could be anybody. It could be someone looking to repair the touchscreen on their phone or on their laptop. Um, it could be someone looking for how does a touchscreen actually work. We don't actually know what someone's looking for with touchscreen. Whereas once we started making them target keywords like uh, touchscreen display rentals for trade shows. Yeah, there's a lot less search traffic, but all of that search traffic, anyone who comes to the site from that term is directly relevant. They're looking for exactly what our client uh, does, which means they have a much higher chance of turning into a conversion. And that was an interesting conversation to have with a client to show them that their traffic has dropped 75, 80% because of where we've redirected everything, but then talk them into saying, well, if the average sale is say, and I'm just making this up, $5,000, and you close one in five sales, that means every lead is worth a dollar. And if we now objectively look at how many leads you had before and how many leads you have now, you're X amount of dollars ahead of where you were. Once we got the client to see that, that bigger is not always better when it comes to traffic. We really got a client that bought in and SEO has become a very, very important part of their business. So that's it for this episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you do have any questions, feel free to email us. It's josh at jmarketing.agency or dan at jmarketing.agency. We're always happy to answer them. We're really looking forward to you tuning in for next episode. Make sure you subscribe. Please pass to anyone that's interested and we'll see you next week. All right. Thanks so much, Josh. Thanks to our listeners and we'll see you next time.